He's a sulky, over-funky, kinda hunky superhero. Hot to piston and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. Hello and welcome to Marvel Vision, a Marvel Studios TV show podcast brought to you by Cinema Sangha. My name is Devin Franchi. I'm one of the hosts of the program. Joining me as he does traditionally... My name is Derek Franchi, and I don't know why, but I've been thinking about calling my brother. I should give him a call tomorrow night. Because he has, oh, there's your phone. He Maybe he's calling yeah. you. <laughs> Probably because he has COVID. Uh, big news on the COVID front. What's that? I tested negative today at a home Really? Testing. Yeah. Wow. That fast, yeah. huh? Well, you know, uh, I'm going to say that one solid week of being sick with COVID is not that fast. But considering that your girlfriend had it for 17 days. Yeah, my girlfriend also has cancer. Yeah, but most people have it for like a week, like two weeks, don't they? I don't know. I don't know what the normal person is. Me, I got rid of it in six solid days because I tested positive for the first time Friday. Yeah. I mean, I might have only had it for five days. I might have been negative last night. I didn't bother testing myself last night. I tested myself this morning because I'm on my last day of pills for COVID today. Okay. So I said, let me just see where where I'm at. Because when you take the COVID test, if you have COVID, the little line that shows up, it can be differing darknesses. Yes, and I've like, heard that. When I got when I got my first positive test back, you know, from the um from the home test, it the fucking line showed up immediately, like took no time to show up, and it was dark. It was thick black line. Okay. Um my girlfriend, when she was getting better from COVID, the line kept getting fainter and fainter. There was a thing early into the COVID and the tests where somebody was showing. I was like, look, I take a test every day since I've had COVID. And you can see the line fading each day. Yeah. yeah. So that was neat. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, But so I am currently COVID negative, but I still have some of the symptoms. I don't really know what to make of that. I don't know. It's I interesting. Know. Well, that is neither here nor there, Um, except that I maintain still a low energy level. So... No. I don't know if I have long COVID or not, but uh, I currently have a, a lower than normal energy level. So we're maybe going to do a quicker intro. We did a quick intro on the Bad Batch last night. I was very happy to be done with that in about 15 minutes. Yes. <laughs> it was nice. Rushed right through it. Didn't even do uh, jokes. We got any uh, superhero? We didn't do any jokes last night, did we? Nope. Nope. We got any superhero news? We do. Uh, the direct reported that... Uh, Adam Warlock would not be in his blue and red costume, have a cape, or his forehead gem in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, to which James Gunn re- responded on Twitter, absolute bullshit. So it sounds like we'll be seeing Adam Warlock as he looks in the comics. It's so funny because when I first saw that in my feed, I thought it was somebody saying, oh, this is absolute bullshit. And then I saw yeah. it was James Gunn, and I said, oh, that is James Gunn saying that this is yeah actually bullshit not just like oh what a bullshit thing man but like no this is actually bullshit wow yeah well because he changed his twitter image to him from the harley quinn animated series so it can throw you off for a minute yep you know so yeah there you go there's that that's exciting uh moving on emma roberts has joined madam webb so sony is eating up every young actress into this movie i Big, guess Big rumor that it's not really a Madam Web movie. No. Yeah, big rumor. Big rumor that for a while Sony was trying to make like a Ladies of the Spider-Verse movie. 
Okay. And the big rumors that this is what this is. It's gonna be Madam uh, Web, but it's gonna be like, like she puts a team together. Yeah. Okay. So there that's the with these with this casting they've been doing that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of this casting is all people that you actually would cast as potentially leads in movies. Yes. Yes, it so. is indeed. And snagging them up before Marvel or DC snags them up, I guess. Yeah, and then having them in place and then being able to spin them off. So like Emma Roberts is like Silver Sable or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. And then, uh, well, we've learned that the best way to introduce your universe is to shove everyone in at once. And then like, like surely we can branch this out. There won't be any problems. Yeah, nobody's ever failed with that one before. So, uh, yeah, we feel pretty positive about this. <laughs> It feels it feels like a good call. Speaking of creating universes, uh, the season season two finale of Superman and Lois has pissed off fans when it was revealed that the show does not take place in the Arrowverse. So it took them two seasons to to be like. By the way, we're not connected to those other shows. How did they How did they show it? Uh, Sam Lane, Lois's father, was talking to their children, his grandchildren, and he said to them something along the lines of. Uh, here it is. I've been working for the DOD a long time. I've seen things you wouldn't believe glimpses of other worlds and the leagues of superheroes they have on them. Even though we only have your father on this planet, thank God we do because he's the best of, he's the finest of any earth. There you go. And there you go. That's very wacky. They probably were like really hedging their bets. And then as the Arrowverse began to die, they were like, you know what? Let's not connect him to the rest of that. Let's have him be his own thing. Yes. Yeah. Especially as like it feels more and more like the show might just move to HBO Max and they don't want to like have to deal with all that kind of stuff and like just let it let it be. Let it be. Uh, And then Warner Brothers Discovery revealed all of their panels for San San Diego Comic Con and no DC movies have a panel. Wow. Which is pretty interesting. You know, like Flash. Sure. You don't want to have a panel for Flash right now. That makes complete sense. But no Black Adam, no Shazam, no Aquaman. That's weird. It's a little weird. It's a little, it is a little weird. It's a little weird. I mean, not really. Uh, there's not there's not a percentage in going to Comic-Con anymore. I mean, they're doing like everything else. Yeah, but they have their own DC fandom. Just do that. Just do that. But they're doing like other DC. Like they're doing the Sandman one for, for the Sandman show. That's Netflix. That's not DC doing that. It's on the DC site. As part of the, as part yeah, of their, they, their they cross promote it. They cross promote it. But I'm saying Netflix is doing that. Like when it comes to marketing and setting up a panel at Comic Con, Netflix's people do that, not Warner Brothers or Time Warner Discovery, whatever they are. It's listed here as part of Warner Brothers Television. Warner Brothers Television returns to all the oh, panels for the Sandman and Riverdale. A hundred percent. So, <clears throat> so you have to understand the different levels of these things. So. Warner Brothers Television is going to operate on a different marketing level than Warner Brothers Motion Pictures. And then yeah. within that, most likely Netflix wanted to do a Comic-Con panel anyway. And yeah. so the opportunity comes to just, well, let's throw Riverdale in there too. I mean, like, you know, because that doesn't really make a lot of sense as a team up. No. No, um, it does not. But you want to run Riverdale in there and Riverdale's not doing so great these days. It's in fact ending. Well, they announced the final season. Yeah. So rather than give them a half-hearted panel that's not full, throw them in there with Sandman. I mean, that's yeah. that's what it seems like to me. But it's I, those are going to be totally separate universes of people making those decisions. Yeah. So, like the, the Sandman stuff has got nothing to do with what Warner Brothers is doing in the DC movie universe. And then they also have a, a Harley Quinn one for the animated series. But I'm guessing that's run by HBO Max would be the idea. Of that. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a, just a, another different yeah. marketing thing behind it. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
There you go. And a two Toms conversation. Tom King and Tom Taylor. But that's not for here. <laughs> what else we got? That's it for news. That's it for news, huh? That's it for news. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, there's not much. There's a lot of like Thor stuff, but it's all like spoilers and shit. Not even spoilers. It's the same stupid stuff we see around this time where it's like, like, oh, this is what, you know, blah, blah, blah. I had to say about playing the God killer. And it's like, like, whatever. <laughs> like, here's the soundtrack. All right. Right. You know, some people say it's the greatest film of all time. Others are saying it's a travesty against humanity. So we'll see. We'll see what it ends up being. Everybody I know who's seen it likes it more or less. Do you know what I mean? Like some of them like it better than others, but yeah. everybody likes it. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, bad news for you, though. The consensus seems to be that people think that Ragnarok was better. Well, it depends on why they like Ragnarok more, if that's bad for me. If they're like, this one's not as funny, then maybe this will work better for me. Um, no, that is not the case. Okay, well. In fact, this one might be too funny for some people. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's that's very bad for me. Yeah. That's very bad. Well, we'll see what happens, I guess, right? We will see what happens. We will see. All in due time. Uh, Marvel Studios is going to Comic-Con this year, though. Yes, they are. Yeah. Which is interesting. I'm that not really sure why that they're doing it. I don't know. I don't know. They must have something to show, right? I mean, they must have something think. to show, or there must be. I mean, I, I mean, obviously they have stuff to show because there's like a bunch of TV yeah, shows, and Hulk, and all that stuff. Right? Secret, there's secret invasions. They're gonna have footage to show, and yeah. there's movies. What if have footage. Two. There's gonna be what if. There's gonna be Ant Man. There's stuff to show, but they had abandoned Comic Con because again, um, Comic Con doesn't give you the bump that it used to. It's not no. really necessarily worth the effort anymore. Especially as, again, these brands create, start creating their own special places to do these. DCS Fandom, Star Wars has Celebration, and D23. I'm actually surprised that Marvel hasn't started doing a Marvel convention. What would you call the Marvel convention? Excelsior. Oh, I would call it Assemble. <clears throat> yeah, I guess Assemble would be a good name for it, too, if we're going to go like a little more modern. Yeah. yeah. No, Assemble's a good name. You're right. I think you have the, the better marketing spin on this one. You're going to comics, nerd. I know. Not even comics. We're going to the to the bullpen bulletins in comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We got any uh, trivia? We do. Which of the following characters was not turned into dust in Infinity War? Groot, Mantis, Steve Rogers, T'Challa. Steve Rogers. Yeah, that's way too easy. It's way too easy. Tom Holland plays Spider-Man in the MCU. What year was the actor born? Did they give me options? Sure. Uh, 1994, 1996, 1998, 2000. 1998. No, 96. Wow, okay. Who trained Daredevil? Stick. Stick. No, I'm sorry, it's stuck. No. Is that what it says? No, I wish. I wish it was like a typo like that. We could do the moops. <laughs> but unfortunately it's not <laughs> all right we're ready to talk about the latest episode of ms marvel we are let's do it 
Marvel Season 1, Episode 4, Seeing Red. We do a little bit of a time jump here because we open this episode with Kamala and her mom on a plane landing in Karachi. Yes. And uh, they have an argument over the poor guy in the middle seat. <laughs> yep. I've been there. I've been that guy in the middle seat. I know exactly how he feels. Yeah. I've, I've never been in that position. That's why um, I try to, when I'm the middle seat guy, I try to say, hey, do you guys want to swap a suite seat so you could sit together? And they never do because neither of them want the middle seat, right? So like I'm yeah. trapped in the middle yeah. seat and they'll have their conversation or pass their shit back and forth over me. I really hate it. I hate I it so swat much. Swat it. Swat it down. No. <laughs> no. No. This is my fucking airspace right here. This is a no flight zone. Yeah. yeah. You don't get this. You chose your seats. Deal with the consequences. Traditionally, in these situations, I wasn't choosing my seat because I was going on trips for studios. And so they yeah. book you like last minute. Yeah. And so very often you get less than great seats um, sure. as a result. So you're often getting a middle seat flying to London. There you uh, go. Not, I mean, like you're getting a free trip to London, right? So like it's what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not hard. It's very easy to complain. Uh, <laughs> in fact, it, I had no problem doing it. <laughs> very easy to do. Um, anyway, maybe if they would, they would chill out a little bit more, uh, justice league would have gotten better reviews. Well, you know what I always said? They fly us, they would fly us places. And I don't do this anymore, obviously, but they would fly us places and they would fly us in coach. And then they would put us up in these like four star hotels. And I would be like, fly me business or first class and put me up in a Howard Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need the fancy joint because I'm not going to be there. Yeah, Like I'm going to come, I'm going to be in the hotel for a minute and then I'm going to go to set and then I'm going to come back to the hotel for a minute and then I'm going to go drinking and then I'm going to come back and go to sleep. Like yeah. I don't need the fancy hotel. And like I stayed in some fancy fucking hotels, by the way, like hotels that like royalty stay in. And, okay. but I'm flying coach and I was like, this is just crazy. You're spending the money in the wrong spot. Yes. But I like the shitty hotels. Actually, I like a good Hilton garden, you know? Yeah. I, I, I prefer that. There you go. The first time I went to London, the hotel was on caught fu- it was on fire. So, why did you do that? Well, I didn't. I didn't choose it because it was on fire. <laughs> it was the thing where we checked in the next morning, woke up, went down for the breakfast, and the woman was like, "Sorry for all the noise this morning." And I'm like, "What noise?" She's like, "Well, the, the building was on fire." And I'm like, "Oh, I slept right through it." Well, you didn't even evacuate. Nope. Wow, you almost died. Yeah. Anyway, on the plane, we see that mom is still mad at Kamala um, and and uh, for ruining the wedding. She's still in the doghouse. And in fact, she's still um, punished. For years to come. Years to come. Although the mother does not continue this in Karachi. She drops it the second the plane lands. Um, <laughs> when the plane does land, they're met by their cousins, Zainab and uh, Owais. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I don't know. And then also Grandma, Nani, shows up. The cousins just came to say hello. They, they don't even hang out. Um, it, this was a little weird to me because they show up. They're there and like, hey, it's good to see you. And then when the grandmother walks up and Kamala's like, Nani, it's the middle of the night. You should be sleeping. And then the, the cousin's like, okay, we'll see you tomorrow. I was like, well, what were they doing there? Like, really? They show up in the middle of the night to say hello and then leave? Like, I thought, like, they drove the grandmother there, but they did not. Yeah, I don't fully understand it. I feel like they introduced them here to get them introduced. Like yeah. they needed a scene where they could introduce them and get it and make it feel like it wasn't like – you don't want to have like three scenes of introducing people, which is what this yeah. show would have been. 
yes. if they had to introduce them separately. Um, so I'm assuming that's the reason why. But yeah, why not just put them all in the fucking car together? I, that yeah, I don't fully understand. Um, Nani, uh, Nani Sana uh, is very happy to see them, but she does do a little bit of uh, intense mothering stuff where she tells Kamala's mom that her skin is too dry. From all her diets. Yeah, from all her diets, yeah. Yes. So they go to Nani's house, and it's it's enormous. It's and she has a driver. Yes, and a Jaguar. So clearly, Nani's got some money. At least I, I would think so. There's some money in this family that that um, that Kamala's mom left behind. Yeah. It's, it's a big old house. And um, the first thing that happens is Nani shows Kamala the art room, where she does paintings and drawings. It's yes. a very big art room. It's got a lot going on. And what it is, is that she does paintings of the partition. That's like what she like fixates on. Um, and it's like a very touching and, and, and emotional moment as she talks about what a big deal this was. Yes. Um, and then that's when Kamala brings up the bangle. And she's like, okay, so great. Partition, I get it. But why did you send this bangle to us? And um, she says, you know, I, I've been told that this is like a gin thing. And grandma's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're a gin. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just right to it. Right to it. She's like very easygoing about it. And Kamala's very surprised. And grandma's like, oh, is people are still online being like, I bet you, I bet they reveal she's an eternal. And, and it's like, no, they, an inhuman? they made it really clear. Or an inhuman. No, yeah. It's like, I, no, they, I think they, they I think, I think they might still. I don't think so. I'll tell you why when we get to it. But okay. I think that they they're leaving the door open. They may not do it in this show, but okay. they are leaving the door open. And I will uh, tell you why when we get there. Because first of all, Grandma says to her, "Well, at least that's, that's what that's what your father said." So she yeah. doesn't even say that she knows. She's just yeah. saying what her her father told her. Yeah. So that's part one. But they talk about it a little bit and says, "You know, you're going to be able to figure it out." And Kamala's like, "There's just so many pieces. I don't know that I can really do this." And grandma's like, no, you'll, you'll be able to figure it out. Then they have to go out to lunch and they go to this fancy uh, restaurant, but um, they cannot get in because Kamala is wearing jeans. Yes. <laughs> Which I really liked. Um, and I guess she and has Kamala no other clothes. Sweating. She is she's sweating. sweating. She is. I really like this. So she's sweating. She's having a really hard time with the food. Yes. This reminded me a lot of, I think we talked about this maybe in last week's episode uh, uh, for some reason, but the, the Sopranos episode when they went to Italy. No, 100%. This has that feel. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. And it speaks to that thing about immigrant children and the way that they don't belong to either culture. Yes. You know what I mean? She's not fully American. I mean, she is, but like in the eyes of others, she may not be because she has different um, uh, cultures and traditions, but when yeah. she goes home, she's just an American to these people half the time. Yeah, what was her her cousin calls her ABCD? I can't remember what it stands for. American born yeah. confused Desi. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so she's in. She's she's got this identity thing going on. And I think again for a lot of children of immigrants, that's a very standard thing. Like you're not you're not quite either one really. Um, and so yeah, she so she gets to. Have a hard time. I love when she eats the food and it's so spicy. She's like, why did nobody tell me this was horrible? <laughs> she, she's, yeah, she's, she's like, why did you tell me this was death? <laughs> yeah. She is, I know we've said every week, like, she's really good. She is amazing in this episode. Like, this episode, more than any other, watching it, I was like, she could do, like, silent movies. She is such an, ex- like, such an expressive face. Such an expressive face. And you know what? Also, she's so natural. Yes. 
Um, she's so natural that there are times where, and I, this is, I swear to God that this is a compliment. I just don't even realize she's acting. No. Yeah. She's just being like, it's just like, I'm just looking at a person. Like she's just doing what a person's doing. Like, it's like wild to me how, how good she is. Yeah. She's absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, you know, there's some real bad ADR later on, but I think that's not on her, but yeah, that's ADR has to happen because either there was a problem on, on location or they needed to change a line to make something clearer. Well, 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 it's, it's the, it's when they're at the train station for that bit, it's all ADR and the mix is off. Like her voice is a little like off. It's too clean. It's too clear kind of deal. Like it's clearly not it's because they're shooting at a train station. I'm sure is why. Yeah. They were probably they shooting at a, at a live train station. So they, you know, there's all the sounds of train station. Yeah. They couldn't get to do ADR, but the, yeah. the, the mix is off on the ADR. That'll happen. That's the yeah. problem. With ADR is that you can tell they're recording in a room sometimes. Yeah. At least they, um, they have to go get Kamala some clothes because she can't go around Karachi just in jeans all the time. And so they go to a bazaar and in the bazaar, they like uh, the cousin shows off like historic places. This is the first place that Indians lived after the partition. And um, Kamala wearing her New Jersey Avengers concert. Yes. Is an absolute target for every single vendor. Yep. It's pretty great. She, she just getting ripped off left and right. And uh, she ends up with a, uh, with a red, I don't even know. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to not use the correct term for this. Um, a red dress. It's not a dress though that she's got, but, uh, I don't have the exact correct, um, yeah. the exact correct uh, language for this. I should have looked yeah. this up. Um, that's 500, uh, bucks though. 500 rupee. Bucks. Yeah. Rupee. Yeah. What's the rupee to, uh, dollar conversion? I'm guessing it's not, it, it's, let's look it up. This is going to be our part of uh, middle-aged men. Uh, Googling is going to be uh, financial. Oh, it's 13 cents. Well, there you go. So it's not a bad deal. She paid less than $7 for that. Yeah. And she was haggling over it. We have to. So <clears throat> I, I went to. Yeah, part of the, the culture is haggle, right? That's, yeah, I went to Israel and I was in Jerusalem and I was in the old city of Jerusalem. And it's all these stall vendors. Like it's like this. It's a bazaar. Um, it's all these stall vendors. And I was going through and I would see things that I wanted. And it was all about haggling, but I can't haggle. I don't have the haggle in me. And no. so it was really hard because like they don't want you to just take the first price. Yeah. Like it's just not – they don't want it. Like they're not trying to rip you off. The, I mean, they the, are the trying to rip you off. Part of the pro- is the part of the process for them. Is like, yeah. I mean, I mean they are trying to rip you off. Don't get me wrong. They're trying to – They want you to not feel like you're ripped off. They want you to be like, I got a bargain. And it's just cultural. It's just part of the yeah. deal. It's just how you do shopping. And I yeah. had a really hard time with it. Um, yes. I had a – um. I have a couple of souvenirs from Jerusalem and um, one of which is a pillow that I really love. And uh, it was really uh, challenging. It's got an anime girl on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's my wife. Thank you. It was really challenging to buy it because, because the haggling just was so hard for me. Yeah. Um, I probably still overpaid for it, but I paid like 20 bucks American. Like it was not that big a deal. That's the other piece for me when I was there was the exchange rate was really in my favor. So I didn't yeah. feel the need to haggle that much because their initial prices were pretty reasonable anyway. So sure. Sure. She gets taken though. The, the cousins uh, take off. Um, she well, wants to find the train station. Off, there's a real good bit before they take off where her, the male cousin is like, this is, this is where, the oldest people in Karachi live. And she's like, oh, what is this, like Florida? And he's like, no, th- these are the first people who came here. Yeah. Like from partition. Right. And it's a really 
I thought it was a really well done quick moment where it's like, like this is the kind of thing that we don't really discuss too much when we talk about cultural differences is like here in America, Oh, old people, they moved to Florida. Ha ha ha. There it's like, no, these are the people who survived horrific things. And this right. is where they settled. And and it's important to remember that. And we right. don't have that here so much. And so that was interesting. Um, I mean, it depends on where you live, you know? I guess. We do try to erase that, though. So, like, the neighborhoods that our our relatives came into, our ancestors came into as immigrants, we try to sort of erase a lot of that stuff and move away yeah. from it. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we do not like to keep that necessarily in mind so much. No, we do not. Um, she wants to go to the train station. The cousins go off their own ways. She gets um, rooked by a guy selling Polaroids. Yes. Um, it's a That's a $19 Polaroid that she takes. Well, that's pretty expensive. <laughs> that's pretty expensive. That's that's yeah. that's crazy. That's a little much. Uh, but what she does get is she gets a directions to the train station. They're horrible directions. <laughs> yeah, left and then left and then left and then a little right. Yeah, um, which I thought was very very funny. And when you and see felt, the donkey cart, you're almost there. Yeah, it was very funny and it felt very real. Yeah. Um, uh, so she goes off to the train station and she is kind of wandering around, not really sure what she's looking for per se. And she discovers that part of the train station is closed down because they're returning it to its old fashioned look. Yes. Which apparently includes a mural of Ant-Man. Yes. By uh, a mural by, I'm not going to say their first name correctly. And I apologize. So I'm going to spell it. S-A-S-A-I-R-A. I'm not sure how you say it. Surya. So, but it wouldn't be. It would be like Sara. I don't know. Uh, Hussein. And underneath that says, uh, like from like like based on art by uh, Adrian Alfona from the comics. There you go. Yeah, it's a pretty cool mural. <clears throat> um, it's these are the kinds of um, MCU crossovers that I really like. Yes. Uh, not that Ant Man shows up, but that there's a sense that Ant Man that people know who Ant Man is, yes. and that he exists. Um, I thought for sure that maybe her seeing this Ant Man mural was going to convince her to try to embiggen which is one of the things that she does in the comics. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would kind of curious how she would do that with her new power set. She would be like in the center of it and it would grow out around her maybe. Yeah. Some kind of like exoskeleton maybe. Yeah. Like a mech warrior suit kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This has fed into more theories that Ant-Man's going to show up in the show. Cause he's, he keeps getting mentioned. Yeah. I mean, he's a character that would really work in the show. Yeah. That he's going to pop up, that she'll she'll be on. Like the best theory I've heard is it's going to end with her on his podcast. <laughs> I, was like, I would like that. I'd like that if it's like there's like a quick like post like mid credit scene of her sitting down to be on his podcast would be fun. That would be amazing. I mean, they're shooting yeah. Ant Man at the same time they were shooting this, so like it's not impossible to have Rudd sit down and do a thing. Yes. Also, Rudd seems like the kind of guy who just will do things if he's like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, well, he's these are my the- friends. A bunch of these guys. I'm, I'm on like, the Disney trip now, so whatever. Yeah, no, he's in that. Yeah, that quantum adventure. Um, a lot of these guys like doing it. They like doing the little cameos. Yeah, I'm sure it's fun. It's a quick, quick paycheck. It's fun. You know, people get excited about it online. It turns into a little yeah. meme thing. They love it. She's looking at this mural, and then uh, all of a sudden, a dagger flies over her shoulder and is uh, embedded in the mural. Yes. Not not cool. I mean, that, no. that kind of vandalism is just not cool. I'm not down for that. 
Um, and then she gets into a fight with a um, kid who looks like Grifter from Wildstorm. Oh, he does. Remember Grifter? I do. He's still around in the comics. He just is he? Are they are they now in the main DC universe? Those guys? Yeah, yeah. What do they do in the main DC universe? Uh, Grifter was showing up in Batman for a while, and then like had his own like miniseries, I think. After that, and um. I mean, I guess Grifter's mask is over his whole face, right? It's like, it's not yeah, quite. Yeah, over the whole face. This kid has more of a COVID mask. He's, he's got like a Lone Ranger thing going. <clears throat> it's like a Lone Ranger thing. It's like, it's like early COVID. Like when we yeah. were still wearing bandanas. Yes. Before we realized he kind of needed to actually put a real fucking mask on. Yeah. Like I was running around back, wearing back bandanas. When we were like, it's going to be two weeks. I'm not spending 20 <laughs> bucks on masks. I'm just going to get a bandana. That way, at least in the end, I have a cool bandana. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was my whole thing. Like, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to be locked down for like three or four weeks. I'm going to get a couple of cool bandanas, and I'm going to make this my new look now. I'm going to be like a bandana guy moving forward because yeah. uh, like I don't have a lot of opportunities to accessorize as a man. And uh, the bandanas are not good for uh, keeping no, the COVID. They don't work. They don't, they don't work. Don't, don't wear a bandana. No. He's wearing a red bandana, and he's got a bunch of knives, and they have a fight scene that I really enjoyed. A really good fight. Really good fight. And she has definitely upped her game. Yes. She has definitely um, figured out how to move and how to use her powers better. She seems to be more instinctual about it because there's one point where they fall and she instinctively creates a, a light cushion beneath her. Yes. Um, and a lot of this stuff just seems like it comes to her very easily. Um, and she's less afraid than she yep. was last episode, yeah. which I like because you could make an argument that she should like not be comfortable yet, but I don't want that. I want her to get comfortable because no, I don't want to watch. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'll, we'll get into it a bit more, but like I want her in the costume. I want her doing stuff. So right. I don't need six, like six hours of her learning to be cat, like Miss Marvel, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which is, right. a, which is a, yeah. So she's, 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 she's pretty far along and she has this fight with this kid and, um, they uh they go back and forth and then they um some the good police quips. show up. There's some good quips too. Yeah, that's the thing. They actually figure out how to do good quips in the fight. Yep. Yeah. This is a thing that God bless him, Sam Raimi could not do in the Spider-Man movies. No. He could not. He could not figure and it, it was, out. It was the biggest problem because you would think that Sam Raimi would actually be good at that. Yes. Because yeah. that's like that's like an ash thing, you know? That's his that's his move. Yeah. They couldn't figure it out. I don't know why I couldn't figure it out. I never understand why it's, they have a hard time with it. They do better in the Marvel ones. Yes. But even those quips aren't that great. No. No. But I thought this was really good. Again, this is the best Sp- Spider-Man I've seen ever. So um, <laughs> she does She does really um, some good quips. They have a fight, and then the cops um, show up. Yes. He figure, He thinks that she's clandestine, and that's why he's attacking her. Yeah. And then he and realizes she's not. And she realizes she realizes not. she's not. Right, and so they decide they're going to work together, and he takes her to a Chinese restaurant where there is a secret entrance to yeah, his cool. secret base. It's pretty cool. And it is really cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was very cool. I like that. I like that like, I don't understand how that base exists behind that building, but I don't care. Uh, I don't need to nope. understand it. It's cool. That's all that I need to have. It's it cool. needs to be neat. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what comic books are. It's cool. Oh, this is cool. It works. Good. Go. And like as soon as that 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 oven goes back and they go through the hallway, they're in like this like ancient, amazing looking building. Like yeah. it looks like an ancient temple or something or a palace. Like it's so fucking cool in there. Yeah. Um, he's a red dagger. 
And uh, she shows up in this place and meets Walid and uh, explains that they're red daggers and they're an ancient order and their purpose is to protect our people from the threats of the unseen. Yes. And they know all about. He's like, come check out this cool map. He got a cool fucking map. He got a really, it is actually a very cool map. He has a cool <laughs> map. He has, he has a cool diorama. Well, it's real weird because, like, before Waltlead comes in, the the other guy, Red Dagger, is like, like we don't usually allow outsiders in here, and it's like, well, you got so much cool stuff to show them. <laughs> like, like you you put on quite the show. <laughs> you, know, you got the the map, and then you got the thing that comes out of the the floor for like another show. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty wild. Um, by the way, this guy Waltlead. He's played by um, Farhan Akhtar, who is a megastar in India. I mean, a megastar. He's huge. Oh, yeah? It's, it's wild that he's cast in this part. Okay. Um, he's a very, very big guy. He's a very, very, very big guy. And um, so he has a, a relatively small Obi-Wan Kenobi role here. Yes. Very um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He tells, uh, he tells Kamala that the Red Daggers are on the lookout for the jinn, basically. And he explains that there's the Noor dimension, which overlaps our dimension. And they talk a little bit about the idea that there's multiple planes of existence. And uh, do you think they made this clear enough for the folks at home? This is not the multiverse? I, I think so, but maybe not. I, I haven't seen anybody being confused by it, but who knows? I thought it was pretty clear. I thought yeah, it was I think it, it feels pretty clear to me. And... He, you know, says that these exist side by side, that they, they this other universe, and um, he shows on the map, like, where they overlap. Um, yeah. And then he brings out his diorama, and he shows that the, um, what, well, the, what it seems like to me is that the Nord dimension separates them. What do you mean? That's what it looked like in the diorama. Like, the Nord dimension, like, there's, like, their dimension and our dimension, and the Nord yeah. dimension appeared to be in the middle between them. Oh, so like the bleed almost. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. I don't know if that's just the way that it was like presented, yeah. but that's what it looked like to me. Okay. I mean, the, the whole setup of this is very uh, old, old school multiverse, like old school DC multiverse where it's like everything's on a different vibrational plane, but we're all right. in the same space. Right. And so I was definitely getting a feel like that kind of feel of it, but. Again, I do think they make it clear enough that it's not the multiverse, but, but no, it definitely isn't. It is the classic, um, just dimension. It is the, it's a dimensional thing. Yeah. yeah, it's just that's what it is. It's just here's the you know the dark dimension. Here's this dimension. They're just yeah. And so each multiverse well, like would in, have in, these. Uh, Moon Knight, when they're talking to the hippo, and she's like, "There's so many dimensions, you have no idea." So, like, we know, like. They're setting up that there's many, many dimensions out there, right? Right, so. and and within the multiverse, each of those dimensions is replicated. So, like, we are like a imagine our universe. Are they replicated? Yeah, they definitely. I guess they are. Yeah. Some of them are. Some of them, I think, cross all of them, and I think some of them are replicated. So, I think that there's okay. a, probably maybe like a Dormammu for each one. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's my guess. Okay. Although I don't actually know how the MCU is going to do it, but I think that in the Marvel, yeah. in the Marvel Comics universe, that would be the argument. Because that the DCU, it's. Dim- dimensions cross through all the multiverse. So like there's only one dark side, you know, that's it. There's only one. And he, but he exists in all multiverses. Like he's everywhere, but he is just the one is how they handle that. You know, and then like the speed force is across, but you know, that kind of thing. The thing is that that can't be the case in the Marvel cinematic universe because 
Asgard is a different dimension. Yes. Is, is it a different dimension or is it a different space? That's like, the same is it just further? No, but I mean, like, is it just like in the, in the universe no, somewhere? The universe. You, could, you, couldn't, you couldn't launch a rocket there, no. Okay. You'd have to travel across the Rainbow Bridge. Oh, that's because it's, it's a, the realm. It's, it's a wormhole. It's a realm, yeah. yeah. So we know that there's other um, versions of Asgard. Yeah. So that means that Asgard re- replicates across the multiverse, that it does not stretch across. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to depend on whatever they feel like making it be. Speaking of, Thor is brought up in this sequence. Thor is brought up in this sequence. Yeah. What do they say? They say if Thor landed in the Himalayas, he would be called a djinn. That's why I'm very glad that you brought that up. Where were the Inhumans? Where was Adeline? In the Himalayas. Yeah, it sure was. Yep. You don't yeah, just maybe. drop the Himalayas. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. You don't just drop the Himalayas. Like, that's a specific thing. When there's a character in the show who is connected, who is an Inhuman in the comics, yeah. to connect this to an Inhuman location seems to me that if they're not saying that she is going to be an Inhuman, they're, again, keeping the door open. Yeah. Maybe. So that they can go and say, no, they're not jinn. You call them jinn, just like you call them gods. But yeah. actually, they're, we call ourselves the Inhumans. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think that they're going to be, for all intents and purposes, the same thing. I think that we're going to find out that they were tested on by the Kree, which okay. is why the Bangle works, which is the Inhumans' origin. Yeah. So whether or not they call them the Inhumans, I think it's going to end up being the Inhumans. Yeah. And I think that after <clears throat> Multiverse of Madness, they're going to want to bring Black Bolt in. You think so? Yeah, I feel like there's like a recognition now of that character. Do you know what okay. I mean? Like yeah. there's a recognition. Now, whether he's Anson Mount, I don't know. But like there's a recognition for this character now. And I think that that was a good intro for, for that. Okay. You, th- you think having half his head cave in and his eyes pop out is a good No, intro. he's not from Earth 616. I know, but it's just it's – just- it's just fun to me to have his head caves in. I know. We met Mr. Fantastic. He turned into spaghetti. Yeah. yeah and great. Professor X got his neck broken, right? So, yeah. I mean, everybody and Captain wrecked. Marvel got a, a statue fell on her. Do you know who that <sighs> statue was? I found out who that statue was. Who was it? Xena, Warrior Princess. Oh, was it? Oh, that's It's fun. supposed to be. Like, it's like, it's like based on her. Okay, that's fine. So that's like the premise, like which we were trying to figure out on the podcast, like who is that? You know, which we thought too. That's what right. I thought too. But no, it's it's Xena Warrior Princess, which makes perfect sense because that was a Sam Raimi TV show. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Although I did, I rewatched Multiverse of Madness on Disney Plus and watching that scene again, I was like, oh, I wonder if it's supposed to be Power Princess from Squadron Supreme, but I guess not. Xena. I mean, they can always retcon it to whatever they want, but when Sam Raimi put it in there, for him, it was a reference to Xena. That's fun. So Red Dagger's real name is Kareem, and he's a character from the comics. Yeah, apparently he is. I did not know that. But I did yeah, he's a character that. from the comics, and he's a love interest in the comics. Oh. Yeah, so – and in the comics, much like here, she met him in, in, in Karachi. Um, and then in the comics, he comes to New Jersey. Okay. And he is Red Dagger, but Red Dagger is just like a vigilante. Like he's just himself. Like there's not like an ancient order of Red Daggers that he belongs to. Okay. He's just a kid doing Red Dagger shit. And in fact, in the comics, I like this very much. All of his moves, all of his fight moves and his parkour moves, he learned on YouTube. That's fun. I like it. I, really like, I kind of wish they had kept that because it is really delightful. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, a nice touch. anyway, uh, so the Red Daggers are up against the clandestine. And so um, he, they again here really make a, a big point out of saying these aren't the Jin that we know from legend. 
Like yes. they, they keep making a big point of that. Um, which is nice. Uh, so, uh, they have, uh, a, a, a long discussion here and, uh, I'm missing my notes here. Oh, then we cut to department of damage control, supermax prison. Yep. <laughs> answer to this scene. This, this scene I did not like at all. It's a bad scene. It's a bad scene. And I understand some parts of it. Like they are showing these people being treated like terroristic Guantanamo Bay. Like that is a very yes. purposeful decision here. They are yeah. like being marched down this nasty corridor, chained up. Um, I don't think it's well done. Nope. Um, I don't know that I make sense to me that damage control would have a prison like this. Nope. This feels like a thing that sword should be stepping in by now. Yes. Especially sword is part of one division. So why are they not the ones who were doing this stuff? Yeah, I don't get it. Like sword has been established. There's no reason yeah. not to have sword involved at this yeah. point. And this scene just doesn't really work that well. There's a breakout, the continuing problem of me not understanding the powers of these characters, because <laughs> where did they, did, are they pulling their weapons out of themselves? It does seem I, that they way, must be, right? they must be. Yeah, they must be. Cause all of a sudden they just have their weapons. I was like, okay, well, Either this is the G.I. Joe universe where they just lock up, you know, Duke with his guns for some reason. <laughs> He's got his grenades all around. He's his got grenade grenades all around. Yeah, just put him in that cage. You know, like, all right. You know. Or, or the, these weapons are inside them somehow. Yeah, it's got to be the weapons are inside them. The problem is the show has not really, I think, made that clear enough. No, it has not. It has not. But the, the, the show has also made it very clear in this episode. These guys aren't going to be around very long. Don't worry about it. Well, the the show has made it very clear we're not we yeah we're not really going to be worried about these guys in any kind of meaningful way. Like these are not real characters, and the show has gone out of its way to make even her cousins into people. So yeah. therefore, the fact that they have not made these characters into people is a decision. Yes, they yeah. break out, um, uh, uh, take out the prison guards, uh, but Comrade gets uh, shot in the process. Like um, a sound wave thing. Yeah, whatever they beat them up with last time. They're, yeah. they're, they're shotguns. And his mom is like, fuck him. Leave him here. He betrayed us. He's not coming with us. Nope. And also, I hate to nitpick like this, but when they escape from damage control prison, it looks like they're coming out of a subway. Like, it's just not a good bit it's of set not, des yeah, design. It, yeah. Yeah. There's I like, like it. There's like plastic garbage cans and not just garbage cans. They're like the garbage, the garbage cans you put leaves in. <laughs> like yeah. it was like really big bins. Uh, it was like weird. I don't think the set deck worked here. No. And I wonder if the original vision of this prison was different than what the CGI, um, you know, big shot was maybe the premise was they were like in a secret, like in a building in Jersey city. That's my guess. That's my guess. I, is that that, that I could buy. But then the shot that they showed was like a huge fucking facility. Yes. And yeah, I bet that that shot is related to She-Hulk. You think so? Not like in terms of it's a crossover, but like yeah, She-Hulk yeah. is going to establish this thing. So okay. they used the effect from She-Hulk. That's my guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, make, it makes sense, right? I think so. I think so. <clears throat> they, um... They take off and yes. uh, Kamala comes back to the house and meets grandma on the roof again. And grandma then continues to talk to her about her identity crisis that she's her passport's Pakistani, but she's from India. And she says it's all because some, you know, old Englishman decided that this is my identity was. Yeah. And 
it's a really good, another really good discussion about this stuff. And it really, I think we hit the layers of identity that are happening in the show here really nicely. And uh, she calls a lot of people posers, which was a weird moment. <laughs> what? She does. She what does. does she say? She said, she says all these people here basing, basing their culture on what some old British man tells them it was. Oh, you don't mean like she literally called them posers? No, no she's like these friggin' posers. No, I thought no. that's what you meant. Like she no. literally. No, but, she's like but, gatekeeping. Yeah, but she says like like the whole culture here is based on what the British told us our culture was, which I I was interested in that because I I hadn't heard that before. So I wonder where that comes from. And if but that is like, a, like, like, is that a feeling in Pakistan or for Pakistanis? That well, like- it's a very complicated situation because Pakistan and India have a very bad relationship right now. Yes. Um, but yeah, Pakistan, many of the nations that you assume are nations were just created by English map makers. Yes. Like yeah. in Africa, those, those borders were just made up. Yes. Those are not the not borders like of the people. I like here where it was actually just borders in the ground when we got here. It was weird. I mean, like obviously it's made up here too, but like the oh, thing yeah. is, like, is that we don't think about it in that fashion. Well, like we, when they yeah. made these borders, like they cut tribes in half. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so all of a sudden these two, this one big tribe is suddenly living on two opposite sides of a, of a border. Yeah. And that really fucks up their culture and fucks them up. And all of a sudden this tribe that's at war with this other tribe, they're not part of the same country, even though they don't, they're not together. Yeah, it's all very – it's very weird, and it's something like you just don't think about you know, in day-to-day, in day. and then as you learn more about it, you're like, oh, that's – you know, and we see it everywhere. We see it you know, yeah. across uh, Africa, like you're saying. Ireland is a fantastic example. Yeah, it's, this, it's the scars you know. of colonization. Uh, yeah. our, our national borders are the scars that colonization left behind. Yes. That's pretty good. I should write that down. You should write that down. It's a good line. <laughs> um. And then next we get – might be my favorite scene of the episode and uh, a scene that really just backs up my belief that I would watch this show with no superhero stuff in it. Um, when she goes to the beach? Yeah, she goes to the beach and just hangs out with a bunch of Pakistani kids. I and did not like this scene. No, really? No. Why not? Because it made me want to know what was going on with Nakia and uh, Bruno. I was like, get back to those people. Don't introduce more people. <laughs> They We've do introduce people. A lot of fucking characters in this program. It's a lot of characters, and then like, like they introduce these like five kids, and only two of them say stuff. And I was like, wow. We're not yeah, but they're not real characters. Are. They're just like yeah. she's. The important thing is that she meets Kareem. I think it's really important that we see that Kareem has friends. Yes. Very often in these kind of superhero things, they only know each other. Like there's not other people in their lives. No. Yeah. And so he has his group. I think that's really important. He's a, he's, he's a kid. He's a regular kid as well as being a yeah. red dagger. Yeah. Um, and and, and it's a nice one. There's the one kid playing the guitar and they, they're yeah. eating the food. There's yeah. a lot of eating in this episode. There's a lot of eating in this episode. So she, they, they, eat, they eat at the red dagger base as well. That and Chinese food. She, with the Chinese yeah, food and the whitewashing. Yeah, because the uh, sweet and sour soup is uh, very red. red. Yeah. He's like, why is it so red? And he's like, this is what is – in America, do you even whitewash the Chinese food? <laughs> and I want to be like, well, yes, we do. <laughs> like, we definitely do. Because if you go to China do. expecting to get Chinese food that you get here in America, yeah. you're going to be very shocked a lot of yeah. the time. As I Unless you're like a tourist There's no here. General Tso's chicken in, in China. <clears throat> Baby, there's no General Tso's chicken in Los Angeles. Yeah. Maybe this is the bane of my existence. I think about this once a month. Yeah. 
there's some places that try to do like their versions of it, but it's never the, the best General Tso's chicken I've had in Los Angeles is not as good as the General Tso's chicken I had the shitty Chinese takeout place down the block from my house in Brooklyn. There you go. Like just the shitty place, like not even like a good yeah. place. That was better than the stuff I get here. In fact, that was all, most most Chinese food in Los Angeles. I don't like as much as Chinese food in, in New York. I agree. I agree from my time in, in Los Angeles. But you much better tacos. Much better <laughs> tacos. Much better Mexican food in Los Angeles than there is if in New York. If you go to Chinatown, I can get really good Chinese food, but I have to yeah. go to Chinatown for it, and that's not the case in New York. In New York, you can go you to like your go local right joint. Yeah. yeah. Um, like there's like a couple, there's a, there's a couple of places in Chinatown that I really like to go to, um, get slippery chicken. It's very, very fucking good. Um, but anyway, yeah. So they're hanging out. I I liked it because I like it's just humans and it's no. I'm joking when I said I didn't like it. I did like the scene a lot. I did like it. That was a very good scene. I like them learning her nickname, her 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 sloth baby, sloth baby, like her her AOL messenger name or whatever. I really I really like that. That was really really cute. It was really, really cute. Or I guess maybe um, Instagram. Yeah. And there's like not really any narrative point to this. No. Except that it's just a moment of people being people. Yes. It was very nice. It was a very good bit. We get a little yeah. bit more narrative stuff though when we cut back to the house because um, uh, grandma and mom are having a conversation. And uh, it, this felt really real. This felt so real to me. Where the grandma's leg hurts and the mom yes. is like massaging it, and the grandma's like, "What are you trying to kill me?" Like that just <laughs> felt so. That felt so. <laughs> Getting all your aggression out, are you? <laughs> yeah. And uh, they have a conversation about why mom left, and it was because her mother's crazy. Yes, she has weird theories, and the the neighbors all make fun of her. And they have enough money to live, but that's not a good enough. The mother for the mother, she wants to have a quiet, normal life. Yes. Which she's obviously not going to get with Kamala as her kid. No. Nope. By the I way, the- I really liked in – was it in the beach scene? One of the kids says Kamala. That doesn't sound like a Pakistani name to me. No, that, that's uh, at, the, at the restaurant. At the, the restaurant. When her, the mom's friend shows up, the auntie shows up, and she says Kamala right. is not a very common Pakistani name. And Kamala's like, it's not? Yeah, it's definitely yeah. not. It's 100% not a Pakistani name. So it's kind of funny. Um, you know, It's one of those things where maybe they didn't fully do the, all the research they needed to do. I mean, she's created by or co-created by a, a Pakistani woman, isn't she? So they must. Have. Yeah, but I wonder what that process is. I mean, I wonder how important G Willow Wilson was, and I wonder how I'm not talking about G Willow Wilson. Lady. I'm talking about the the act, like because G Willow, yeah, is on I met. She wrote or she really created a character, and G Willow Wilson wrote the comics. But I met created her. Didn't well, she? she's like, the she's the, the, she's the she. editor. But but she like put together the teams. Like I want to do a book about a like a Pakistani American hero. And then they, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, that's my it's, it's Aminat, by the way, not, not, Aminat. I'm sorry. Aminat. That, no, that's my fault too. Okay. Um, I don't really know. I am very curious. I wonder if they just like that name a lot and they just went with it because it has that. It's got the alliteration. Alliterative. Thing, right? Yeah. 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 G Willow Wilson, very interesting lady. Cause she is a white, white, white lady who has, um, uh, uh, she's, she's uh, become uh, a Muslim. Yes. Uh, very, very interesting. She's converted. She could, that's the word I was could not quite could not quite find. Uh, yes, I think it's because she if, through I think it was through marriage and then, but she really uh, takes she's it. Very, you know? Yeah, she's into it. <clears throat> um. Anyway, but I like that. I like that little acknowledgement that it's that's all you need. Like that way, no people don't have to write ten thousand fucking think pieces. 
They still will. Don't worry. I mean, yeah, but you know, you can just point to the show. Says, yeah, the show show knows that. Um, so the mom and the grandma had this big talk about like why the mom left, and they're they're trying to repair their relationship, but maybe they can or can't. Um, and uh, why there's so many toffee boxes? Why there's so many toffee boxes? And then Kamala comes home, and her mom and her share some toffee. Yeah, toffee mommy moment. Very sweet. <clears throat> And it seems like for mom, having talked to her mother and told her why she left, seems to have really cleared her head a little bit. It's a cathartic moment for her. So she needed to do it. And I, I think it was a very good scene. I, I, that's, that's really something that could have gone very wrong. And just in the aspect of we've just been introduced to the grandmother in this episode, like really introduced her in this episode, like she was on the phone before. Right. And, and we've not had scenes where it's just the mom. So Right. It could have been a thing where we're like, oh, what does this have to do? Let's get back to Kamala's story. But it, it works. It's a really just very well done, very, very powerful scene, I thought. Um, so she Kamala goes back the next day to uh, the Red Dagger hideout. And uh, I guess we sort of skipped over it. But one of the things that Waleed showed her in his diorama was that when they open the door between the dimensions, um, the other dimension is just going to totally – overwrite our dimension like it's just going to yeah. take it over like wherever so they open the door the dangerous right so this is this is the threat the threat is that wherever the door opens that's just whole area is going to become that dimension um the thing is it looks like a cool dimension i guess it was cool buildings cool i thought you didn't think that cool no i didn't i thought it looked very um dr seuss <laughs> well that's cool though i don't think so i think it's, it seems like architectural hell <laughs> Um, and Waleed gives her uh, a vest, says that every thread of this vest has history in it. Yes. And we see that she now has basically her costume assembled because she was running yeah. around in the domino she has mask. The mask and she has the mask that Bruno gave her and she the, put on the that red, dress. The red dress and now she yeah. has the blue. Um, yeah. So I thought that you probably hate this, right? No, I don't hate it. Like, but it, it's a thing where it's like, just get the freaking costume. Like, just put her in the costume. Like. I just hate the like the slow rollout of stuff like this, where it's like, can you know, I tell this, you why it's I not like this one? We we can we can like it feels natural. My complaint isn't like it feels like they're they're like nur, nur, nur. like it it feel they're doing it very naturally. I think, but it's just we don't need to draw out the getting of the costume. Like it, this isn't that period anymore. No, I agree. And I think especially this character, it would make perfect sense for her to have a costume from episode two. Like this not even an issue. Like I think that her having a costume is so easy to explain because of her yes. cosplaying. Yeah. However, the reason why I like this, every piece of her costume has meaning. Yes. So the domino mask is from Bruno. Yes. The dress is from Karachi. Yes. The vest is from the Red Daggers, which is about fighting back against the jinn. Yeah. And then the bangle is also connected to that. So yeah. these things now have – these pieces now have meaning. And soon she'll put on the the scarf from uh, Nakia. We'll exactly. Trying. So yeah. I think the thing is that in a show that's about identity and these characters trying to find their identity, yes. her creating a composite identity of all these different pieces of her and these different aspects of her, I think it makes the costume really super-duper cool. I think it, it does until it's a, she's wearing a totally different costume in the Marvels. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, she could be wearing yeah. a totally different. But for the moment, I'm going to be very happy to see that. And I think it's going to make a lot of sense. And even when she makes a different costume, it's going to be based on the premises of these pieces. Yeah, but I, I fully understand what you're saying. But it's just like I'm very 
and again, I'm very much enjoying the shows. I'm not knocking the show so much on no, this. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm so tired of us needing six hours to get to the origin of a character. Like, no, you don't need this long. Like, this, I don't need six hours for her to be like, this is, I am Miss Marvel. Like, listen, buddy, take it up with Brian Michael Bendis. No, I'm taking it up with Stan Lee. You know, the Fantastic Four it took them five issues to get their costumes. Let's not forget that. We that always blame Bendis. I don't, I don't, that was on purpose. That was on purpose. Was it? Yes, because they weren't sure that superheroes were going to work. So they're like, oh. let's not put them in costumes right away. Let's take some time and not just shove like superheroes right at the audience. We'll slowly turn them into superheroes. So, Well, when she gets the vest, clandestine jumps right through the window. And we have a big fight scene now. I was very upset with this bit, by the way. Why? Because they come through the window, and then the leader client asks, and she goes, surprise. And it's like, you've had the entire trip to Karachi to come up with a good line. <laughs> and all you came up with was surprise. Not even like, mind if we drop in? Or like something like that. Like, come on. You can I, wonder how they got, I wonder how they got there. I imagine they flew, right? I know, but this is not a, this is not a story breaking thing for me. I don't mind, but I'm just curious. It's like, like it's curious. been at least a day. I don't know how it's long a, it takes to get it's to. Been a, to it's been a few days. Like so for her to have bought the tickets, got on a flight, and got to Pakistan to visit her. Well, but but family. I'm saying from when we see them break out. Well, we, because the they break that, out, and then, and then we see her doing stuff for the night, and then it's the day. Like so, there's enough time, I think. I, I also think that, work. like we discussed with Obi Wan Kenobi last week on the Bad Batch, sometimes editing fudges with timelines. Yes, and just because they inserted the breakout then doesn't mean it happened chronologically. Then, but, but it means even if it was chronologically, that. I think there's enough time. I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that. I'm just curious. I, think, I have no idea. Like, are they? Do they have their shit together enough? They have a private jet, or do I they have know. to fly on a jet, or do they have some abilities that they can maybe teleport or? magic their way there that's yeah, that's maybe. all i'm none of this is story breaking like do you no. know what i mean like i don't no. need uh this is not me going how the fuck did they get there this is me going huh i wonder could they have a private check because they had cool car right yes so like are, are, do they have like a lot of money from being 100 years old in theory yeah right so that's like, that's like my my question and that's again that's not a negative question that's a world building question that you if i were a writer of a book a comic book coming on and these characters existed, that would be an avenue for me to explore. Yes. Um, as opposed to me going, this doesn't work. It's like, oh, this is an avenue to explore. Yes. Maybe the Anyway, there's a very good fight scene here. And there's a gas thing that happens. They did break the window. I don't really know exactly how they're taking the gas, the gas thing was. I couldn't figure that out. If that was Waleed did something, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's their um like it's a defense system. Defense system. Because yeah. he's like pretty chill about it, and he like gets the kids out of the room. Yeah, he has a big fight with um the uh, the he's clandestine. Out of him. <clears throat> it's so cool. I mean, he's so cool, and yeah. uh, he's like he's cool looking, and then he does like really cool fucking desi kung fu. It's like really it really yeah. rules. Yeah, um, it's pretty good stuff. He has a really good bit. He beats up a bunch of the clandestine, and then he does this amazing bit where he like jumps through the window of the door. And like, he's just like very cool about it. Like, yeah, he just lands like, let's go. It's just yeah. like so, it's so awesome. He also, he kills one of the clandestine in this fight. Yeah, he too, does, yeah. So they're yeah. they're picking him off. I mean, that's the thing is they're picking him off so that as the chase goes on, we're going to have fewer and fewer of them to have to yeah. worry about. That's going to be kind of great for that actor because he's in one scene, but they flew him to Karachi for this. Maybe. 
I would think so because they're running around in the streets and stuff. I feel like all of this was filmed in Karachi. No, but did they film all the set stuff in Karachi? That's a set. That's a set, but I do I do think that that was filmed in Karachi. I do. It might have been. I mean, I honestly That's don't know. That's my theory. That's my theory. They have the same director on these these two episodes, four and five. And based on where four ends, I'm pretty sure that five is all in Karachi too. So yeah. that, that would make a lot of sense. They just did two solid episodes in Karachi. Yeah. Um, they, uh, have a big chase through the streets. Uh, it's a pretty good chase. It's it is amazing. I'm really impressed by it. It is. I, I put this on Twitter. This is what Falcon and Winter Soldier needed was stuff like this. Like this is them going through the streets. The streets are crowded. They're like trying to dodge civilians. It was great. I well, love it. And they're, they're like driving in a fucking tuk tuk and they're getting chased by a big fucking truck. It rules. And, and they keep like use- separating and coming back together, like all that kind of stuff. It's so good. It's so good. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean it. It it's excellent. Yeah, like when 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 Walid separates his por- portion of the tuk tuk from theirs, and he's yeah. just like so he's just so kick ass. And then like as the truck is barreling, they're just on one wheel. They're on <laughs> one wheel. It's awesome. So it's so good. And then the truck is barreling at a family, and she has to use her powers to create a ramp to throw the truck over it. Yeah, it's so it's it's just excellent. The we have a good we have a good tuk tuk truck chase. We have some good f- uh, stuff on rooftops. We have some we have good a call back to around. her driving. We do have call back to her driving. Her her yeah. backing up uh, when she tries to start the car the truck. Yeah. Um, and that poor that poor guy going to lose his job. The, yeah, the soda delivery guy. Fucked. I feel bad for him. Maybe Kamala Khan is not so much a hero. Maybe nope, she's, she's a menace. She's going to get canceled. So, yeah, that's a working man. You know what I mean? He got yeah. a family to feed. Yeah. And she's. Upper class. You see the house she lives in? Yeah, she's got a set. You know, she's good to privilege, go. The privileged people never know what the struggles of the working class are nope. like. It's she terrible. takes that new truck and then uses it to hit somebody else. <laughs> Messed up. She fucking nails him. That was so good. I laughed. And her face, the, the cut to her face after that, where she's like, Ugh! it was so good. Oh, I loved it. The thing is that your superhero can hit somebody with a truck if they don't mean to hit somebody with a truck. Yes. That's yeah. the key. They, she, the, 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 the thing has to be that she maybe was not necessarily trying to kill the guy. She's just not that good at driving. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he gets up. He's, he gets back in the fight. Well, they are super powered some, yeah. of some sort. Like it's like not again, a hundred percent clear. No. Um, they, uh, how many of the clandestine do they kill? Well, he kills one guy as he's coming. Well, he kills alley. one guy here and then he kills another guy in the alleyway. Like right before he, when he's fighting, uh, what's her face? The the head of the Najma. Najma. He throws his, the knives and kills a guy that's right behind, uh, right. Uh, Red Dagger. Behind and Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. And then, and then There's another guy gets killed them, right? in the third fight. And like the, the fight in the laundry spot gets killed. There's five of them. I think so. So we yeah. killed four of them. Three, because I don't. The one who got hit by the truck is still running around. I think, right? Okay. I just don't know which ones are which, frankly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, Walid ends up uh, facing off with Najma, and uh, she kills him. Yes, she he does a murder. Back. He, he turns his back on her so they can kill another guy, and she because to him. save to save the kids. Yes. To save the kids, the kids are about to get taken out by this other guy. He turns his back on her so that he can sh- he can throw daggers at that guy, but she stabs him in the back. Yeah, um, Kareem very upset to, to see Obi Wan Kenobi die. Yeah, he and then throws he a, a 
random canister of explosive and throws it into <laughs> boiling water and it blows up somehow, like instantly. I, that seems weird. I know. I liked it though. It was good. It yeah. didn't blow up crazy. It just made like a big fountain of water. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like it wasn't like a huge like. Yeah. But it's just like, like with that. Weird. I, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, the thing said, don't, don't heat. Yeah. Like, it's like instant. <laughs> um, but it doesn't make a difference. Najma gets them anyway. And, um, she grabs Kamala and she stabs at Kamala, but she gets the bangle instead of the flesh. Yes. Well, they, and, but they have a real good fight first in, in this little laundry space. They, they do have a really good fight. I mean, it's, like, it's just really good action in this. Yeah. Yeah. Really good action. And this is what I said to you when we recorded Obi-Wan last night was it's embarrassing the action in Obi-Wan when you see the action in this show. Yes. Yeah. It like really it's is. just – it's just, you know, I've seen people make some complaints about some of the action in the show. As always, people always complain about shaky cam, which I just yeah. think is just part of action uh, cinematography right now. Just get used to it. Just It's been like that for 20 years. Just I complain just when deal. it's overused. I don't feel like it's overused here. I don't think it's overused here at all. I think the camera is in motion, but I don't think that it's like – it's, it's not, not like crazy. deep born stuff where you may be getting like fucking like motion sick. Yeah. Like like like, like to me the, the wrong – Shaky cam is not to beat up on Obi-Wan too much, but in the first episode of Obi-Wan, the opening, when the camera is still and then the storm, the clone troopers come in for Order 66 where the kids are and the camera starts shaking like crazy and right. it feels like it, it's like this isn't exciting enough. We're going to put in shake and post to make it seem more exciting. Like that's bad to me. This did not feel like it was like, oh, we need to make it feel more exciting. So we're going to add shakiness. This felt more like a natural shakiness to it all. Like it fit. It didn't feel like they were trying to trick us into thinking that this was more exciting than it was. Right. And I think it's just really well shot. Like, so like the characters, when they're in motion, even though they're just obviously running two and a half feet, the, yeah. the, the choreography is good. So you get a sense of motion. You get a sense of urgency. You get yes. a, it's just, it's really just, I, I just, it isn't like the greatest action anybody's ever put on television. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like over hyping it. This is like what action should be though. in these shows, like this, I mean, th- th- this is the best action scene I've seen in a Marvel show so far. I would say, you know, I don't know if you can think of a better one. Like, and and question. I, I think Hawkeye had very good action scenes too, but this, this felt very large. Like this felt really like, like it's a small action scene in, in, in like comparison to like what else we've seen in the Marvel universe, but them running through the streets and like all the people everywhere. It felt like a big, it, it, it felt like an old school action movie scene. You know, like like uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Harrison Ford would be running through the, the, these spaces, you know, and like that kind of thing where it's right. like it had that feel to it where it was well, full. It feels, it feels very kinetic and it feels very um, physical. and very, but, but also full. There's a lot of people. Right. You know, and that adds to it. That makes it feel more vibrant and alive. Where like, I, again, I really liked Hawkeye, but they're in, the, in New York and the streets are empty all the time, you know, and it's like – but here, well, that's there's the big, people everywhere. That's the big problem with Hawkeye, and that's the big problem with the Falcon Winter Soldier, is that these are just empty spaces that they're living yeah. in. Yeah. And it doesn't feel right. And and this is, and that's because they did them in as, COVID. Know, in Atlanta. Well, not just COVID, but also like Hawkeye, they filmed in Atlanta. So they're like doing they on sets people, and stuff. They don't have people down there. They, nobody lives in that. No, but they're doing it on sets that they've made to look like New York. Right. Where this is on location, and this is a real good thing to point at. I'd be like, this is why we still need to do on location. We can't do everything in Atlanta because Atlanta, no matter what, it's just not going to have that vibrancy of actually going to Karachi to film. Right. You know, to film actually in New York. 
You need right. that vibrancy sometimes. And it's not like these movies are f- scraping by. We're making they did plenty some of money. shots in New York and Hawkeye. They did. They did. And you can feel those shots. They're like they right. feel different, you know. There's depth of feeling there's people in the background. Like you really yeah. feel like a living city. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, in, in Falcon Winter Soldier, they're just walking down the middle of the street all the time because well, there's in alleyways. But but even like when they're on like major roads, they're just walking down the middle of the street. <laughs> like you know, and that one was hit by COVID. You know, that COVID was like the most COVID one I think. Out of but we see it in the movies as well that there's just never civilians anywhere. Well, the know? problem with the movies is because they're all shot on green screen, and so as a result, they don't think of putting people in these scenes. So, like in like in um, No Way Home, when Spider Man is confronting Doctor Strange in front of um, the Sanctum Sanctorum, yeah, it's just an empty fucking street. And it's crazy. Yeah. Like, like it's the middle of the day, and it's in fucking Soho, and it's yeah. that empty. No, not yeah. a chance. And, and, and that's one thing from rewatching Multiverse of Madness the other day on Disney Plus. Plugs. Uh, it's uh, that opening fight when they, when they're fighting Garganta or whatever it's it's called in the comics, but it's not called Garganto. They can't use the real name in the movie because they'll get sued. Schumagrath. Schumagrath. There's people running around everywhere down to the point that at one point it cuts like a guy who just goes, wow. And it's like, <laughs> just that's Sam Raimi remembering like, yeah, you need to show that there's people. Yeah. You right? need that. It's really an Sam important piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And this has and that, this has that feel to it to me. And it's an important piece of the Marvel puzzle that to the point that Marvel did a whole comic book series about the people who are present in the panels while the fights are happening. Yes. Like that's, yeah. and it's, it's, and it's a classic. Yes. Like it, that's it, how he created vital. a whole career and a whole another comic book series called uh, Astro City. Yeah, I mean that's how vital the lived city thing is. Yeah, and that's also you know Marvel's thing was these were real, real cities. Cities. Yeah, and they were full cities. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird. Um, it's weird that we don't get that. From, I mean, from I get why because it's expensive to have atmosphere. But these movies make a billion fucking dollars. They can afford. I know, but they're hours. cheap. Doesn't make a difference. They're still cheap. It's, like there's a, the final shot in this episode. There's they so go many film everything in Karachi because they could, could afford a billion extras here. Apparently, <laughs> it must cost like thirty cents this, a this production. Crew is yeah. yeah, there's so many people. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she gets stabbed in the bangle, and the portal opens again, like it did last episode. Except instead of seeing a vision of the train, Kamala is transported to the train station. Yes. And then we get a sequence where it becomes clear that she is actually in 1942. Yes. Um, and she's at the train station where her family got separated uh, and that the partition is happening around her. Can't tell you what I was hoping was going to happen. What? That she would turn around and look in a reflective surface and see her grandmother like or her great-grandmother's face. And it would be – but it's – she's looking at herself and then she would go, oh, boy, and it would cut to black. <laughs> well, so these are the questions that we have. So that's the end of the episode, right? <clears throat> the questions we have are, is she really back in time? Yes. This is not a storyline from the comics that I'm familiar with. I not, no. I, I, although I don't know enough about Kamala Khan's comic book stories to really speak on that. I don't believe that this is a comic book story. I mean, I'm not – I could be proven wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is a new storyline. Yeah. So I can't say like, well, in the comics, she went back in time or in the comics, she was – you know, had a vision or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it was cool. That's all I know. It was, it was very cool. It was a really cool sequence. So we think she's really back in time. With people. So do you want to hear my theory if she is back in time? Yes. We're creating a, a grandfather paradox here. Uh oh. Because she I is going. That. 
she is going to um, the the stars that led her grandmother to her grand to her her father. Yeah, it's going to be Kamala. Okay, creating her little stepping stones in the sky. Yeah, those are going to be the trail of stars. Yes, and Aisha is going to disappear because she's going to come into the future with Kamala. Ah, there you go. That's my theory. That's I have theory. no information. I'm just basing this on my understanding of how these stories usually work. It's funny that you bring up the grandfather paradox because I was just watching the second episode of, uh, or the third episode of Umbrella Academy season three, where they open with a complete explanation of, of the grandfather paradox. No kidding. Yeah. They do a little stage play. Um, it's, it's a good show. But uh, I, 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 Agree, disagree. I I do think it's a quantum leap thing. I think she's in her grandmother's body or great grandmother's so? body. Yeah. So she's in Aisha's body. Yes. That's my theory. Interesting. I think it's a quantum leap. I guess we'll find out. We'll find out next episode. Yes, we will. What'd you think of this one? It was fantastic. It was, I mean, I feel kind of bad. I like, I have no notes for this one because there was nothing to like kind of joke about or anything or like, it's just a really good, solid episode. A lot of eating, a lot of food in this episode. A lot of food in this episode. She eats like four times, but, you know, I, I want to know more about her, her her grandmother's house. We didn't see too much of that. But, uh, yeah, I really, I just fucking love this show. It's funny. I don't think this show even needs villains. I think we could have actually gotten here without the villains. I, yeah. I, I mean, you need something to drive it forward, I guess. Like, she needs to have moments right so she's got to do the mystery the mystery of the bangle and then in the mystery of the bangle somehow get that train vision so that her grandmother calls her i mean that's all that's all that you need you know what i mean like you don't really need the stopping a mugging or whatever and it happens yeah like i mean like i think you might want to keep damage control in there i mean not that we want damage control but like we need the government agency that's like a good foil yeah you know but not like a main villain it's just a good foil like it's a good thing to like create like tension and a little bit of action um, but it's not like the villain of the piece. Um, but I think that the clandestine, we don't need them, frankly. And I think the show no. agrees because they've barely given the clandestine any functional yeah. personalities. Yeah, they have, they're just there to beat up and that's it. We, I don't know any of their names. Yeah. Well, yeah. half of them are dead, so it's more than so far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are They are just, okay, she's got to fight somebody. Yeah. I, I am upset there was no Nakia, no Bruno. No dad, I would not no expect brother. to see them next week either. No, probably not. I, I, I mean, we know we'll get back to them at some point because I, I don't believe the show is going to end with her and Nakia not talking. I don't right. think that's going to go that way. But uh, we'll see. The show's going to end in Jersey City. I mean, she's going to be back yeah. in Jersey in episode six. This is actually going to be the biggest problem with Marvels is all of these characters aren't going to be in it. <laughs> that's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> Gonna be, I'm gonna be so upset when they're not they around when, when her 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 cast is not hanging out. They like might they be. might they show would. up for a little bit, but I don't think they're gonna be in it a lot. Yeah, they did that end game with Spider Man's cast. Yeah, yeah, but I want I I just want to see more of these people. I don't care about Carol Danvers. You know, it's, well that's gonna be the weird part about Marvels is that even though I like what's her name, Monica Rambeau. Oh, Monica. Okay. Um, I still like Kamala Khan better. Yep. And I like her better than all the other characters in the movie, yep. including the lead of the movie. And so it's going to be pretty weird when I watch a whole movie where I'm like, oh, this is the only character I really care about. I mean, again, yeah. I like Monica Rambeau, but like, 
I really like Kamala Khan. Like, we I haven't really, got much with Monica Rambeau yet. Like they, like as much as she's in WandaVision, she spends most of it as like, a different person. As a different person. So, you know, she's got a lot to do. But like, yeah, I love Kamala. I love her cast. I love I love her family. Like I want to see these people. I want them around. You know, and it, it's it's going to bum me out when we don't see them. And it's going to bum me out when there's no second season. There'll be a second season. I don't think there will be. Why not? I think I've come to the conclusion. I don't think Marvel's interested in doing second seasons because they have not announced a second season except for Loki for any of their shows. And Loki, they announced it in the final episode. So I like there's been no talk of like Hawkeye or there's been no talk of another Winter Soldier thing. You know, like it just seems like they're just not doing it. Well, most of these shows they're doing is setups for movies. Yeah. And this is that's um, what this is. She so now she moves into Marvels. I would be so surprised if there's not a second season of the show. I don't know. I don't know. I would be so surprised. I I really would be so surprised. I think that the second seasons of these shows might hit more like sequels to movies, i.e., every three years, okay. as opposed to like once a year. I think if I had to guess, because we're definitely not getting a Ms. Marvel two next year. Yeah. Right. Um. Or, I mean, maybe we are. I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. But Loki 2, I think they didn't even know they were going to do until quite late. But they, but it's right there in the in the end, right? And it's no, I'm like, saying like I think they didn't know even when they were making the show. Until I think late. they did because it ends on a cliffhanger. No, I know. But I think the cliffhanger they intended maybe to pick up in a movie. I don't I don't think so. I think they left it on a cliffhanger. I think they knew they were going to do more. I, You know, that's my theory. I, that's my theory. I read something more. about this that they shot that cliffhanger late or something like that, because you don't need that cliffhanger to end the show. Um, but I could be totally wrong. Anyway, I think we're going to get a second season of this and I will be very, very bummed out if we don't. I hope we do. I do, but it's, you know, we've heard nothing about Hawkeye. <clears throat> well, I wonder if when democracy I mean, ends, division, I wonder if when the democracy ends, we can have the Fuhrer dictate which <laughs> shows get made. I'm trying to look at the bright side of the end of democracy that maybe, well, actually the Fuhrer would not want a Muslim TV show. Right. So actually that's actually, that actually bodes very ill for a second season of Miss Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're in trouble. (sighs) All right. That's it for this episode. My voice is truly failing me. Um, Derek, until next week, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at WH underscore Woolhat. You can find me on Twitter at DevonCF. Until we meet again, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you be well. But most of all, may you remain a true believer.